Welcome to the We Achieve podcast, hosted by the ACNET Achiever Network. Our mission is to help business professionals build momentum behind their career and lives to achieve their full potential. We'll explore together the path of professional development and lead you to a better tomorrow. Hello and welcome to this episode of We Achieve, a podcast from the experts at ACNET, helping you achieve your career development, recruitment, and personal goals. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk, and today we're introducing you to the origin story of ACNET and sharing the mission, goals, and vision behind everything they do. Joining me on the show today is the CEO and co-founder of ACNET, Manoj Gupta. Manoj, welcome. Thank you, Shelby. I appreciate you having me here. So, Manoj, uh, tell me about ACNET and what inspired you to create the company. Okay, so uh, it's a, it's a it's a long story, but I will try to see if I can you know sum it up in uh, as uh, little words as possible. <laughs> uh, you know, I have got experience uh, in the technology, running the technology firm and uh, technology teams for um, about thirty years plus now. And uh, one of the things which uh, I felt when I was uh, running the teams and still when I'm running company is the executives or the hiring managers or the people within the organization. Uh, I mean, they are there are a lot of people who are not very happy within within their organizations, and uh, companies tend to hire more and more people put them into into the workforce without understanding that whether they are the right fit for that particular role uh, or not. So how do we take care of that? Uh, so that was the whole idea. How do we figure this out that when somebody is joining a company or somebody is within a group, their motivation levels are taken care of and the company is uh, benefiting uh, by taking uh, the maximum work from that person or benefiting by, uh, by having a happy employee uh, or a partner. I don't call uh, the people who work with an organization as an employee, that is that is one thing which I feel is um, is a term which should be taken off. Hmm. I think the people who join a company should be looked as more of a partners uh, in the company because they are contributing um, to the success of that company, and if the partner or the uh, I'll keep using the term employee because uh, that's what a lot of people are used to. If uh, the partner slash employee is not motivated, then that will show up on their work, which they're performing. And as a result, company will lose out uh, on the productivity. uh, And, uh, uh, you know, so... When I started looking at that, then I said, uh, how do we uh, make sure that we create something uh, which benefits uh, 
their the partner and which benefits the company as well. So, so that's that's the whole idea to make sure that we have the right person for the right role uh, within within the organization, whether it is an existing person uh, or whether it is uh, uh, they are hiring a new person. Right. So the idea of having the right people on the bus and knowing how people will perform best in different roles. You know, a a salesperson, uh, they may be the the charismatic vocal type, but they may not necessarily be the best leader. Uh, and by the same token, the quiet programmer who kind of keeps to themselves may have great potential as a boss or a leader because they put so much time and thought into um, speaking and communicating or, or you know, communicating well with people. They, they think before they speak instead of speaking to think. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And how do we, how do we make sure that these things are taken care of uh, within the organization and even when the person is approaching for uh, for for a job, uh, how the, the the hiring manager is very clear that before even the person steps into the office, the hiring manager or the executive should be very clear: this is the right person uh, for the organization, and uh, the organization is right for that person. Right, right. You know, the inspiration and the idea for ActNet uh, obviously came out of your personal experience leading companies. So can you go into uh, more detail about the gaps that you are noticing in talent identification and development and how that went into uh, founding ACNET? Yeah, so uh, so let me give you some um, of my experiences. You know, I have run the team uh, of... Uh, Technologists, uh, mostly the people who uh, who do the software programming. If you look at the uh, the lifespan of a software engineer, they come out of the college. They are very excited to do uh, to get into the job, and companies do hire them. Whichever college they might have come from, some people come from Ivy League, some people come from uh, you know uh, state schools, and so forth and companies do hire them. But when companies are looking at them, they're just looking at one thing, whether he can do, how good they can be a programmer, whether they can program right or not. But when I looked at these people, after, after a few years, five, six, maybe after a year or two, even after, after a year or two, uh, there, there's attrition happens. Mm-hmm. And why that happens? Because the person started realizing that the work he's doing is not making him happy anyway. I mean, he went to the school thinking in his mind that, uh, you know, he can be, uh, he can be very successful uh, by doing uh, the programming. He will earn a lot of money and, uh, and so forth. But once he starts getting into the job, first year might be very exciting, second year might be very exciting, third year he starts having the reality check that mm-hmm. the work he's doing is uh, not 
to his liking in the sense uh, um, uh, what he wants to do. And I will take you. I will give you a very exa good example. Actually, I was in uh, working for a company, uh, and I was I had a team of software engineers with me, and uh, I hired these people from uh, uh, from North Carolina, uh, one of the North Carolina State School. Mm -hmm. He he joined very good programmer, Native American, very nice person, excellent programmer. He worked for one year. And suddenly after a year, year and a half, I think it, it might be close to a year and a half, he comes to me and says, no, I, I think this is not for me. I said, why? Well, 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 what, what are we doing wrong here? I mean, you are doing such a wonderful job. You have, uh, you have exceeded our expectation. You have uh, been very creative as far as giving the solutions are concerned, writing programs are concerned, and we 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 didn't even expect you or that much from you because you were fresh out of school. He said, Manoj, I want to be a UPS driver. Mm -hmm. Now, I was shocked. I said, the person has come into an organization as a programmer but after a year and a half, he wants to drive a UPS truck. Mm -hmm. Total misfit. I mean, I, I uh, obviously he he gave me what I needed, but I was looking at him to be a team lead after some time, and I was looking at him that he can bring a lot of uh, you know technic technic technical. Uh, as he grows, uh, technical uh, things to the other people whom we hire for college. But we lost him because his motivation was somewhere else. We did not even think about talking to him, what motivates him, mm -hmm. what he wants to do in his career. You know, we, we just ignored that. Ultimately, we he went off and uh, he, is, uh, he is doing what he's now, he's running a small, uh, you know, company which has got a number of uh, trucks and uh, all that stuff. So, so that's what we need to identify when we hire the people or the people within the organization, whether who the people within the organization who are performing, uh, whether uh, the organization is actually taking care of them. Uh, not from the monetary perspective, but from the perspective that uh, what they actually want to do, are they, uh, are they really getting what they want to do? Another example can be a software engineer, can be a very good software engineer, but he wants to go more into the uh, content writing mm -hmm. or something like mm -hmm. that. Now, the person can do, keep doing the programming, but his motivation, he, he keeps telling his managers that, look, I want to go and uh, write the con con uh, content for the marketing or for some newsletters or something I want to do. And managers a lot of time ignore that. If they can transfer that person from that particular position, which he is currently now, or put a transition plan for him to move from that particular place to the department which, where he can be very happy, uh, because he is more creative, uh, he wants to do more creative writing. I can, I think he can add more value rather than keep pushing him onto the work he's doing. Right, and it's interesting that uh, you mentioned an example with such a dichotomy of uh, programming versus uh, content and marketing writing. 
um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, of maybe your background. I mean, I, I, I see that uh, you uh, have a master's in mathematics, uh, but then you also have a degree from NYU's film school. Uh, was there ever a time in your own career that you felt a little bit pigeonholed into uh, into more uh, of a technical role and you didn't have an opportunity to express yourself creatively? Absolutely. And this is one of the things which... Uh, uh, which we can do. So, uh, I mean, it's so. Let me let me try to put it in um, in a different way altogether. Here, if we look at uh, uh, the American society, here the kids or the people change their careers at least three to four times in their lifespan. Mm-hmm. Careers means they go and uh, work within that within that profession for some time, and then they find out that it's not for them and they retrain them into something and then they go finally and uh, land up into something which they like. In my culture, uh, when I came from uh, Indian culture, we are taught that, uh, you know, we, we are taught that these are the right professions where people should put themselves in. Uh, and they're doing our time, now the times are changing. Mm-hmm. And we go through to the school um, and uh, get the degrees either in the engineering or medical. And then once we get into that profession, we stick to that profession, ignore our uh, uh, the things which we like to do. In my case, exactly what happened, you know, I wanted to go more into the creative field, into the films uh, and so forth. So I started my job as a computer programmer and then came to this country and started working on it uh, and then did pretty good as a, as a computer programmer and uh, got into the management as well. Uh, but the thing which made me happy was that creative side of it. And that's the reason I went to the school. And now I'm trying to uh, do the things uh, which make me happy. Apart from running this company, I think that uh, I'm I'm also uh, you know involved in uh, in filmmaking and, and all those things, so that uh, you know my my creative side is being taken care of. Mm-hmm. So, but if I had got the chance to get into the creative field right in the beginning when I wanted to go, uh, you know, I would I would have been in a very different place as what I am today. It's not that I'm I'm very unhappy here. But I think I would have been much happier at a much different uh, level if I would have gone the other side on the creative side, uh, because I would have given much more uh, to that field, which I am doing now. So hopefully, uh, you know, uh, as I uh, as I grow, uh, I will spend more and more time into that field as I go. Well, and and you were able to, I mean, from your experience, you were able to realize that a person's job and a person's career can be very different, um, and career aspirations may look very different than than the role that they're in currently. And so you you recognize that there's a need for uh, a better way to be able to uh, identify these types of goals and and motivations of individuals because that's that's a hard thing to do i mean 
you know, the, you can know somebody very, very well, and it can still be hard to, a hard thing to, to pinpoint that, let alone trying to do this for a team of however many employees or a hiring pool of hundreds, possibly. Mm-hmm. I want to understand then how ACNET, how does it um, help teams, uh, you know, identify talent and and assist in individuals' development? When somebody comes on to the platform, there are a few things we expect people to do. One is they have to be uh, very honest uh, about themselves, about what actually they have done in the past. Does not matter whether it's career related, even whatever they have done, um, uh, you know, extracurricular activities or anything which they have done. We want them to be very honest and uh, put together their, uh, we call it a power bio. Why we call it a power bio is because a resume is a resume for a job. A power bio is about personality, about, about himself. If the person has achieved certain things into certain areas, like, for example, yeah, he has been very good in some creative field, but he has been working as a software engineer as well. Mm-hmm. So he should put everything there uh, in, uh, in, in, in that profile. Secondly, we ask the people to whatever they do, that their, uh, their peers and their managers and ex- executives should be talking about them in some way or the other, mm-hmm. rate them. So for example, if I am a crea- I've done something in a field of creativity and I have showcased that and a lot of people are talking about me and I'm also a software engineer and then uh, people are talking about me in some way uh, you know that my work is 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 good. When this particular person's power bio comes in front of somebody, they will get the holistic view of that person. What his motivation levels are apart from the work. He might be working as a software engineer, but if we start seeing that he is more and more involved in the creative field, mm-hmm. then we know that his his bend is towards the creativity, right? So when we hire them, that is always in our mind that this particular person, if we can, if we can put something along with the work which we are giving, maybe a software engineer and we can give some kind of a creative side to it, then that guy will flourish more. That is one. The other thing is we ask the people to go through the personality assessment, which is there are a couple of personality assessments which we have on the platform, uh, like Bricks and Meyer uh, personality, and there are a couple of them more. Now, we want everybody to go through that personality assessment. They should also know uh, what their personalities are. Uh, and the companies can also look at those personality assessments and make the decision whether, uh, you know, that particular person will fit within that culture mm-hmm. uh, or not. For example, I, I can be a very good uh, programmer. I can be a very good 
a creative person, but I might be a very aggressive person by nature. Mm -hmm. If you put me into the team, uh, which is uh, more, uh, uh, you know, soft in nature, and if you put me into that team, there is a chance that I might make some people unhappy and that team dynamics might fall off. Yeah. So that personality assessment also come into, into the picture. We as humans are very, very complex personalities, right? When there are two things, we like to work when there's a need mm -hmm. for us to work, or we like to work when there's a good motivation behind it, which gives us a satisfaction, right? So now, if you look at what I just said, I mean, you got the power bio completed. Now you know what you, uh, what person has been doing. And then you did the personality assessment of the person. Now you got another aspect of it. The third or fourth aspect is we find through the personality assessment that this person can be a good leader within the organization. But he does not have the required skills mm -hmm. to do that. Right. And that can be his motivation level as well. He wants to grow, but he is an introvert. Maybe he's not talking too much. Right. And he he or maybe he doesn't talk too much, but he wants to be in that management. And then through the personality assessment, we find out that he has got a leadership skills. He can be a leader uh, in some way. So then comes the whole thing of coaching into the mix. Right. So as on a platform, we have brought in very successful certified coaches who stand uh, to provide the coaching into the area where the company thinks uh, or the person thinks they want to grow in and they can take their help uh, so that uh, they can be guided in the right direction so all these things we have brought in ACNIT so that the person who is within the organization, uh, he has been taken care of, right, from his motivation levels to his personality development through coaching level. And so and company can identify whether this particular person can be a right fit uh, for the role which uh, which he is currently working or they are hiring and bringing in the right support level uh, through the platform to make sure he can uh, he get what he needs from the from the coaching perspective so that he can be more successful and can add more value to the organization. Right. So it's not only um, a tool for talent identification, uh, it's uh, it's a tool to be able to identify a great fit for a team and provide them resources uh, to to grow and, and to make themselves um, better leaders, uh, better communicators, or whatever the skill that they want to improve. That's correct. And the other important thing is we have to be very transparent with our uh, with our people. So when I say with the transparent means, Right now, at least what I know, and companies have got different uh, HR policies, different ways to do it. But what I have seen uh, is that when 
the appraisal happens of a particular person within an organization. They write up their appraisals, give it to the manager. Manager signs off on it uh, and gives it to the HR. I mean, people can approach HR as well, but manager gives that everything to HR. Now, if that manager is not very happy with that person for whatever reason might be maybe his productivity is low or maybe there is a politics behind it and when he writes a note and gives it to the hr it becomes like a mark on his uh, on his uh, record and hr can take hr or executives can take the decisions based on that and there can be the times where it can be a wrong decisions. For example, if the guy is uh, is not performing, we did uh, maybe somebody did not even look at him that why why is he not performing, mm -hmm. and maybe his motivation levels were somewhere different. Instead of moving from this particular place to that particular place and trying to make him produce more or uh, trying to make him happy, they just uh, wrote on his record that he is very unproductive and uh, let's give him some uh, time to come up to the speed and uh, all that uh, stuff and then they gave him two more months to come to the speed but the guy did not come to the he, they lost and the guy might be very good maybe uh, he's a programmer he might be very good as a creative writer right now they have lost a very good creative writer which they could have used in some other department where he could have flourished he could have been more happier. He could have brought in more value to the company. And uh, they have again gone and started hiring uh, the person. Do not know whether the new person who will come in will be the right fit or not. Right. So these are the things we are trying to take care uh, through our platform. It's a complex platform. It's a complex problem to solve. And it's a, it's, it's a very complex you know, platform as well. Uh, and we are evolving. I mean, we are uh, we are trying to uh, do the things so that uh, we can bring uh, some uh, happy medium between the employees and the organizations, uh, so that they they are they are uh, they are having the people who are mm -hmm. more passionate about the work they are doing and who are uh, who are making the company successful. Right. Right. Well, as uh, as we start to wrap up this episode, um, let me ask you about um, kind of the future for ACNET. What does the future hold in terms of uh, new capabilities or uh, features that uh, the platform that you hope to incorporate? And uh, where do you think the company will be in five to 10 years? I think if you do the, the job right, uh, I think uh, the companies should see the value which uh, ACNET will uh, bring to them. We feel that it should become the platform of choice for a lot more companies. Because if we can bring things on the table which can bring the clarity, clarity about the people uh, into, the, into the organization and uh, they can start taking the decisions which are right for uh, the people who are working and for the organization. 
I see that it becomes uh, uh, it becomes the platform for ch of choice for the companies in the near future. Well, uh, fantastic stuff. I really think that uh, we've given a great overview of uh, the origin story of Acnet and uh, what the the goals and and the the mission behind the company is. Manish Gupta, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Shelby. Appreciate your time. And that is it for this episode of We Achieve. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Until next time, I'm Shelby Skirhawk.